The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Monday, time for the Buck Blue Show on the fan 680 and 93.7. Glad you're with me as we start a new week. And it's going to be another good one. I can just feel it. As we start life without Sean Nurney on this show today, our engineer, Derek Thomas, the MVP around here, producing the show, Adam Rodal Gillespie and Matt Edgar. Wow. We're ready to go, brother. Where's Nerney? Nerney is, he's uh, moved on. And we're wishing him well. We'll see how this goes without him. Listen to The Fan on 680 AM, 93.7 FM. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online. Visit BeaverToyotaOfComing.com and see what wow really means. 10 o'clock hour on the fan. Brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. So the weekend's over. This is a big week. A big week in politics, I believe. We're going to talk sports, though. We've got two rules in sports talk radio. When I took this job 21 years ago, this was explained to me. Rule number one, no drinking before you go on the air. Rule number two, no politics. You're going to alienate half the audience. So that said, let's get to the big take. Bucks, big take. This morning, the Georgia Bulldogs are almost a unanimous number one. Think about that for a second. There are a lot of people voting. And there are only, I believe, like three that think there's another number one team in college football. Turns out, Eric Ainge and that anonymous coach who told ESPN that the Vols would score 50 and that the Dogs' D-line and defensive backs were average to below average, turns out they were both wrong. The Bulldog Nation, Mr. Ainge, was loud and proud, and I think he admitted it after the fact. He didn't do anything to help Tennessee. As you heard here on the Buck Belue Show last week, the keys to victory were Georgia's defense winning third down. Vols were two for 14 on third down. And not allowing explosive plays. I believe their longest play was 28 yards. Totally shut them down. Give Kirby Smart, Glenn Schumann, Will Muschamp credit for scheming it up, baby. And for the second year in a row, that scary Tennessee offense got shut down. With physical play on the perimeter by the Bulldog cornerbacks 
and aggressively getting after the Vols protection scheme to the tune of six sacks. I counted seven. They tell me it was six. Yes, that havoc rate, that thing went up on Saturday. Also, Stetson delivered a turnover-free performance, and Tennessee went back to Knoxville a loser. I did not hear Rocky Top played very often in the game on Saturday. Dogs on top, never a doubt. And Buck's Big Take brought to you by our great friends at the Haug Baron Law Group. Go to championshiplaw.com for more information. Yeah, so that was a good good show on Saturday, man. Really enjoyed that. Uh, didn't enjoy the Falcons game so much yesterday. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. We'll have more on how Georgia took down the balls a little later in the show. Right now it's Falcons talk. And man, that was disappointing yesterday. So we're now four and five, huh? Back to the losing record. Instead of winning and having a winning record for the first time in five years. It's been that long. Did you expect to be one game under 500, though, nine games into this season? Uh, well, watching the game yesterday, I expected to be one game over 500 today. They had a chance to take that one. I had a chance. <laughs> uh, we jumped out 10 nothing in the fir- first quarter. 10 nothing, And we're playing at home which I thought had become a little bit of a home field edge. Falcons fans getting into this team, putting their arms around Artie. Uh, Not to be. Not to be. Uh, You know, as Denny Green, the former Minneapolis Vikings coach, said a few years back, they are who we thought they were. At least that's the way I see it. Falcons 4-5, and that's... Pretty much what I thought they were coming into the season. Interior offensive line plays got to be the worst in the NFL without Lindstrom. When Lindstrom's not in there, our guard and center play the worst in the National Football League. Hennessy getting pushed around. Looked like he was on roller skates when he was out there. And then the interior defensive line minus Grady Jarrett, who's balling. Hear him on 680. What is that, every Tuesday? Yeah, every Tuesday right here on the locker room. Looking forward to hearing that tomorrow morning. 8.30 for that. Don't be late. But minus Grady, who else do we have balling inside on the D-line? Let me answer that question. Nobody. And that's on the general manager who did not address this. And now, maybe Fontenot, the plan is to address the line of scrimmage play in phase two. Because in phase one, we're coming up with these edge rushers, wide receivers. Meanwhile, we're getting our butt handed to us. Interior uh, line of scrimmage play. So maybe Fontenot was thinking, okay, phase two will address this. But I'm just not sure how you win at any level when you're losing on that line of scrimmage. 
And everybody's focused on Mariota and Kyle Pitts, the first-round pick at receiver. I think the problem's up front, folks. That's not going to get solved this season. Going to be a quick turnaround, though. Thursday, we get the Charlotte Panthers up in Charlotte. And, yes, that is right. I, I mean to say Charlotte. And we got the Charlotte Hornets, right? Why don't they call them the Carolina Hornets? Never really understood that one. But it'll be a quick turnaround. Hey, at least CP's back, baby. He was running that thing. Looked like they had him on a pitch count, though. Didn't want to put too much out there in his first game back. But we're going to need him on Thursday night. We're going to take down the Charlotte Panthers. But we are who we thought they were. At least I think that. I mean, I'm proud of us. Four and five, better than I expected to be. And there's your little Falcons talk right there. Yeah, let's hear from Art. I don't want to forget about our head coach. Uh, He was asked after the ball game, is there a mental hurdle? With getting over that 500 mark, here's Art. No, that's a convenient narrative. Um, you know, a lot of times this league, it's really matchups week to week, and every every game's its own story. So, you know, in this game right there, I mean, it was there was a ebb and flow, right? First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and then down the stretch, you know, they made one more play than we did, and that was the difference in the game. You know, they kicked a field goal, time expired. Obviously disappointing, but you got to give the Chargers credit, and we got to. Got to learn from it quick because we got to turn around because we'll be playing Thursday night in a big divisional game. Said that right, Art. Yeah, he's not buying that mental hurdle thing. You know, to Art, it's, it's more about blocking and tackling. Mental hurdle? I bet if, if there were, you know, you see these, uh, these cartoons or whatever, there's a little, uh, you can see what the people are thinking. The little cloud next to the head, what they're thinking. Like a little thought bubble? Yeah, thought bubble. I mean, if there was one for Art, when that question was asked after the game yesterday, it would have been... You can't say it on the radio. Yeah, who is this incompetent son of a gun sitting out there with the media? In as many words. There you go. I mean, that's basically it. It's hard to believe we have not had a winning record since 2017. Is Is that correct? I guess I just stopped paying attention for a minute when we started losing like I'm going to say, is it that hard to believe? Because, I mean, the team hasn't competed for a playoff spot in a while. So, Yeah, it's been like five years. Five years. Man, that's hard to believe. Hopefully we're on the way back. And it feels like we are, right? I think many of us agree we like the, the direction of the program with uh, the head coach specifically involved. They, they play hard. They're well coached. It's just going to take some time to fill out the roster, as you were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. Phase two will take care of everything. Okay, there you Come go. Come on, Mr. Fontenot. Let's address this line of scrimmage. Did you see Hennessy? He had roller skates on out there. A little disappointing. All right, coming back on the other side, man, we're going to bounce around all this college football that went down on Saturday. We're going to hit it. And we're also going to hear from you, 404 231 1680 the number. Bulldogs get the big win. Falcons with the disappointing loss. We want to hear from both of you. Coming up next, 
Buck Blue Show on the Fan 680 and 937. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Fans, 680 and 937. We appreciate you, man. 404-231-1680, the number. I want to hear from you right now on the Bulldog victory Saturday against Tennessee and the disappointing loss by the Falcons yesterday. So both sides of the coin, right? We want to hear from you right now. Want to give you a heads up, too, on the, uh, the podcast, Bucks Beat. It will drop tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be a Georgia-Mississippi State game preview. My man John Bond's going to be hanging out, former Mississippi State quarterback and a childhood friend, former Valdosta High teammate, be uh, helping me break down the big game. And our podcasts are brought to you by Associated Credit Union. We've got you covered. Go to thepodcastpark.com where you can find that, or you can get it wherever it is you're getting your podcast, Apple, Spotify, that kind of thing. So uh, mine will drop tomorrow. Looking forward to breaking that down with my man, JB. Right now, though, I want to hear what you have to say. Ken joins us on the fan. Ken, welcome to 680. Bud, what's going on this morning, man? Man, uh, you know, the good and the bad. It seems like there's always the good and the bad, right? The good, Georgia looking good. The bad, the Falcons letting us down. Well, the Falcons are going to do what the Falcons do, man. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on the positive this morning, Buck. All right. I was, at, I was at Sanford Stadium on Saturday. It was my first time in Sanford. <clears throat> Never been to a Georgia game. And, Buck, let me tell you. It, it it only rivals the NFC Championship game when the Falcons beat Green Bay here at the Georgia Dome that I can even remember me even. I mean, that place was so electric. It was loud. My ears are still popping. Even when it rained, Buck, nobody, absolutely nobody left the stadium, left their seats. They even got louder. I'm like, this is absolutely incredible. This is what Kirby was talking about. You want to be an elite program, the fans have to be elite as well. And they were. Kudos to Georgia fans. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, Take we appreciate you chiming in, man. And I guess Eric Ainge didn't really help the volunteers much with his comment on social media last week. And then Kirby calling out the dog fans, basically encouraging them to show up early and to be loud and proud. They did exactly that. Now, 
pregame, I was at the Georgia Bookstore, the UGA Bookstore. Uh, myself, Malcolm Mitchell, Lindsey Scott. Tay Crowder was in there, too, of the New York Giants, signing some autographs. And the folks at the bookstore, they were uh, a little bit disappointed that Kirby had encouraged the fans to be in the stadium early because there wasn't as much shopping going on prior to the Tennessee game. I, I did check back a little later, though. Uh, the post-game shopping was huge at the UGA bookstore. We should have done the post-game thing. But, yeah, loud and proud, brother. Kirby uh, asking the fans to do their job, and they did exactly that. I hear you, brother. Really, really impressive. Uh, Joe joins us on the fan, the Buck Baloo Show. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Hey, Buck. Great Monday morning here. I only have one message, and it's for all those big-time recruits that were at the game Saturday. And I'm sending out a personal request to Justice Haynes to start thinking about maybe he should be taking that Georgia offer because before there ain't any left. And those are my comments. So have a great day. Yeah, Georgia, running back you, right? And I'm sure they're talking to Justice about that. And Kirby has been a little stubborn as far as recruiting goes. When the kid says, Coach, I'm committing to go to another school, Kirby's thinking, okay, we're going to continue to recruit you, though. We're going to continue to recruit you. So get ready for that. And Georgia's recruiting class, as far as 2023, and I know a lot of it was a big recruiting weekend over uh, this past weekend with Tennessee, number one Tennessee in town. Certainly they had to be impressed uh, leaving. And uh, Georgia right now sitting at number two on the 24-7 sports 2023 recruiting class team ranking. Georgia's sitting there at number two. Alabama, number one. That might change, though. Keep an eye on that one for you. Roger joins us on the fan. Hello, Roger. Welcome to the Buck Blue Show, man. Yeah, good morning, Buck. Great to be on with you. Thanks so much. I'm a longtime Georgia fan. I started going in 66 when my family moved to Athens. And I remember a, a game in 1976, when we played Alabama, we were undefeated. 21 to nothing. 21 to nothing. Last four plays of the game, we sacked their quarterback. And one of the one of the guys stole Bear Bryant Pound's tooth cap hat. <laughs> but as you probably remember, the next Saturday we went to Oxford and got our butts kicked. Yeah. And <laughs> we need to make sure that doesn't happen in uh, Starkville this Saturday, so they better better get pumped back up for that one. Yeah, I'm sure Kirby is, is on them already about that. I you know, you got so. the 24 hours to enjoy the victory, but that 24 hours is up. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, time to start looking ahead tough. to Saturday. Starkville's a tough place to play. Yeah, with those cowbells, you betcha. I mean, you got 60,000 yeah. of those things. They're going to be ringing on Saturday night. So, yeah, Kirby, I'm sure yes, will... Sir. Be uh, coaching them up during the week, uh, helping them uh, get motivated to go out and yeah. get the just a standard, right? You want to be elite? Yeah. You got to go out and play big time every weekend. Every week. And yeah, I sure was proud of the crowd, though. Last yeah, they week, stepped up big. Something. Yeah, and they uh, the, the players gave them a lot to cheer about. We appreciate you checking in today. Yeah, Y'all take care. Yeah, and I mentioned some of this in the uh, Bucks Big Take and the monologue as we came on the air was. 
you know, breaking down the game last week, I, I thought the uh, one of the big keys was how third down would work out between Georgia's defense and Tennessee's offense. And uh, Tennessee, two for 14 on third down, equals a big L. Uh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. So that was a, a big factor there. Got them off the field. Defense doing their job on third down. Georgia, one of the best third down defenses in the country. Able to take care of Tennessee. And the uh, the way they went about and schemed it up was really impressive, too, because you may have noticed Georgia took their defensive backs, their cornerbacks, put them on the line of scrimmage, and they were altering the routes of the Tennessee receivers coming off the line of scrimmage. Basically, uh, playing them physical, which they didn't like very much. You didn't see a lot of open receivers running around down the field because of the scheme as far as the perimeter goes with George on defense. Wonderful job. And then they got after Hendon Hooker in that Tennessee protection scheme. Totally got after him there. Six sacks. He was constantly under siege back in the pocket, never comfortable during the game. And that was another big factor also. Uh, prevented them from getting uh, many explosive plays at all. Just totally bullied those guys on that side of the ball. It was really good to see. Uh, James joins us on the fan. Hey, Buck, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, man, thanks uh, for coming on. You know, I've got a few quick things. Uh, down here in Macon, we're getting stuff late. And we, we understood, um, we listened to a show this morning, and conspiracy theorists said uh, a lot of the noise that was generated by the dog fans was artificial noise, which uh, <laughs> is okay with me. It was noise. So, But uh, the thing about it, we were talking about, I'm 73, we've been around with old guys. We used to get at the barbershop, and now we're at the, at the coffee shop. Absolutely. Uh, we were talking about uh, what we're watching, the demise of Nick. And, and we were thinking about, we were saying, why is it happening to him? And we came up with this theory. Nick got caught, according to pretty girls at the dance, the quarterbacks and the wide receivers, while Kirby was still looking at those girls that had that high GPA and, and they, they were going to be something in life. And that's those defensive linemen. And when Alabama was dominant, they had that dominant defensive line, defensive tackles. And, and Nick got away from that and got cute. But Kirby never never deviated. He well, I don't really care to answer the critics. The game on yeah. the line. Right. That, you know, that's just our theory. We old and just be patient with us. But hey, you're we, wise. We, we, really, you, you, he, we think Nick got caught up in a new game. Kirby got caught. He still played a new game. But he never forgot the win. You got to control the line of scrimmage. And, and I don't see Nick. You look at Nick's roster now. The big boys, 88s, those guys used to be at Alabama. They at Georgia now, and others. But uh, and and we just don't think the treat the what he got the ladder he got to climb to get back. And with the talent, with the other coaches that coming to the SEC, we don't think he'll make it. That's just my opinion. Hey, we appreciate you. you, James. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you coming on. And with that said, we need to hit some of these other topics like Nick Saban. Let's bounce around the deep South college football scene. What's Coach Saban thinking today? Well, behind door number one is retiring. Because he looks miserable down there on the sideline. Team is underachieving. They're undisciplined. A lot of penalties. 
Coach Saban's got to be thinking about retiring a little bit. Uh, behind door number two, Coach Saban thinking today about firing Bill O'Brien and that golden guy running the defense because they're getting out coached as far as the coordinators go. Gone. He's probably thinking about firing the D.C. and the O.C. And then behind door number three, he's probably regretting going for two twice. Chasing points. Who gives a What turned out to be huge in the game. Going for two twice. Coach, just kick the extra point. You'd have been in better shape. Yeah, Coach Saban. Let's hear from Coach Saban talking about that tough loss. Look, I can't blame the players. I'm responsible for all this stuff. So if we didn't do it right, that's on me. And we've got to do a better job of coaching the players so that, you know, we give them a better chance to have success. And when we get opportunities, we can take advantage of them. Yeah, and let me drop some knowledge on that two-point conversion and overtime that LSU converted on to win the football game. Brian Kelly turned out to be a great decision. And a lot of times these decisions by the coaches on whether to go for two are based on a play that they have confidence in, in that situation. Do we have a play we believe we can score on? Oh, we do? Well, let's run it then. Let's go for it right here. And the play was the most predictable play in, in, in football. Because in that moment, you're, you're there at the uh, two, three yard line. The, uh, the most predictable play in the, the world is going to be we're going to run a flat route by the slot receiver. Or the tight end or the uh, running back out of the backfield. We're going to run the flat route. We're going to see if you're going to defend that thing. That's exactly what they ran. Tight end caught the ball right by the pylon. Conversion's good. LSU wins. That's bad defense. A predictable play like that. And you know what? Looking back to in the natty against Clemson, isn't that what Deshaun Watson hit on? The flat route for a touchdown to, to beat Alabama a few years back. Remember De- Deshaun Watson? Yeah. The flat route. In that situation, most predictable play in the world. How can your de- how can Golding not be prepared for that? That's got to be the first thing you address on the defensive side of the ball. The old rub play, the pick play. Got to be ready for that. Come on, Alabama. Uh, my player of uh, the week. I'm going Jalen Carter on this one. George's defensive tackle, number 88, back in there. 48 snaps for Carter. Two force fumbles, two tackles for loss, a sack and four tackles overall. He wreaked havoc. And we need him the rest of the season in there mixing it up. Should have gotten responsible for been responsible for the safety. I thought that was the safety box. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing it correctly, but Yeah. You wonder about those reviews, man. What's going on? It sure looked like a safety to me, but what do I know? Yeah, so player of the week, I'm going Jalen Carter, man. Huge impact having him back in there. You know, had somebody at the coffee shop stopped in for a cup on the way out of my uh, home area to get down here today. And, you know, everybody's over the college football playoff committee, four-team 
ranking that we're going to see come down tomorrow. They want to skip all over. The, they want to skip past all this nonsense. They're saying, Buck, who do you think is going to be in the playoff? Well, I believe Georgia's going to be there. I believe Ohio State will beat Michigan, and Ohio State will be there. I believe Tennessee will be there at 11-1. and one. And then the fourth team, I guess at this point in time, I'll go with TCU over Oregon that has just got their butts kicked against Georgia here in Atlanta. TCU's got to beat Texas on Saturday and then take down Baylor and Iowa State. Now, I'm not completely confident in that, but I'm more confident in that than Oregon coming out of this with a spot in the college football playoffs. Uh, Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, and Tennessee. SEC gets two teams in. like bouncing around that deep south. And I like the Bulldog Roundtable also. Yeah, that Roundtable, bro. Yeah, Buck, I got to find that one. Right, let me, let me oh, okay. see. Let's see where well, it is. Well, yeah, oh, we here got it Kirby is. Smart coming up at noon today. Kirby Smart, you're going to hear him on the official sports talk home of the Georgia Bulldogs here every Monday during the season. Hear the press conference live and then you're going to get a taste. Uh, coming up tomorrow, I'll have sat down with a couple of the Bulldog players, and we'll start giving you that on the Baloo Show starting on Tuesday. So that's coming up later today. Nick and Chris get a cup of coffee during the Kirby press conference, and I want to invite you to stick around for that. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far side line, 15 Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Want to talk a little bit about, a little more about this Georgia defense and their performance on Saturday. And, Steve, hold on. We're going to try to take your call before the end of the segment. Right now, talking Georgia and the Bulldog defense, they hunkered down against Tennessee on Saturday. And I believe Georgia with the best defensive coaching staff of any other team in college football. Glenn Schumann, totally under the radar on the tremendous job that he does. Will Muschamp, you know all about Muschamp as a head coach. You forgot how effective he's been through the years as a defensive coordinator. Kirby with a say in what they do as far as the scheme goes. But those three guys and the rest of that defensive staff, totally impressive with the scheme that they came up with against Tennessee again this season. A year ago, and I was mentioning this at the end of last week, Tennessee had 10 points with three minutes left in the game a year ago. Georgia's scheme shut them down. Everybody, they're lighting up everybody else. The scheme shut them down. And the players, the scheme did the same thing again this year. And the players, also getting it done. Uh, I mentioned Jalen Carter and his stats in the game, my player of the week. But check out these other names on the stat sheet. Malachi Starks led the dogs with 10 tackles. 
10 tackles out of the safety spot. Now, that's being in the right place at the right time. Had a pass defended also. Uh, Javon Bullard, seven tackles in the game. Two sacks, bringing him out of the secondary, getting some pressure on Hooker and getting him on the ground. He had a pass defended also. Bullard, huge at the uh, the nickel-dime position there on the inside receivers, rushing a Hooker. Ringo and Lassiter, the cornerbacks, coming up, playing physical on these Tennessee receivers, not allowing them a clean release on the line, coming off the line of scrimmage, totally messed up the timing, not able to get deep down the field. Ringo with seven tackles and an interception. Lassiter, five tackles and a pass defended. Those two corners held up in a big, big way. Let's hear from Kirby Smart after the game. He was talking about the defense being elite. All the stuff that was written and said, we never utilize it, said anything. I mean, they, they get questioned all the time because all the other guys left. But because the other guys left, why does that matter? Like, they, 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 have, they got here on their own merit. Yeah, they sure did. And uh, your boy Jalen Carter getting back in there, coming off that knee injury, played almost 50 snaps in the game and made a huge impact, of, uh, as I've uh, been talking about. Let's hear from Kirby talking about Carter. The only one thing it gave us was depth. I mean, we had two guys in that room uh, come up with a flu this morning, and I'm like, oh, and Jalen's going to have to play more snaps. And and uh, he, 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 he he took it head on, and play, I don't know how many ended up playing, but – He's, uh, he's certainly an uh, energy boost in terms of uh, the confidence that other players have in him. Stetson Bennett, tremendous in the game. Uh, his experience is invaluable. Did not turn the ball over. Threw the ball really well. Uh, hurt him with his legs, extending plays. Yeah, Stetson was good. Let's hear from Kirby talking about the man, the mailman. He's a winner. I mean, let's be honest. The guy wins. The guy, the guy knows how to play the game. He understands what people are doing. You know, he came off the field one time, and we were frustrated. And he said, he said what coverage it was, and a lot of people were saying it wasn't. We go back and look, and he was right. He sees the coverage. He understands it. He's stubborn as hell sometimes, but he's a, he's a, he's a competitor, man. Yeah, and he's also one of the top ten quarterbacks in the game today. Make a note of that. And there's your Bulldog Roundtable on this Monday morning. Want to bring on Steve. He joins us on the fan. Want to talk about tech and Brent Key getting a victory over the weekend there. Steve, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate it. And congrats to uh, your Bulldogs. As a tech fan, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Uh, you can know you guys are head above heels on everybody. But uh, uh, What about tech? Question about, well, just a quick question about Brent Key. Uh, now that Jeff Collins and all the gimmicks and BS is gone, I'm really impressed with how well-prepared they are. Yeah. Impressed with how tough they are. And I just want to see, you know, coming from a Georgia fan, what do you think about Brent Key, you know, taking over as a full-time job? Well, I've been impressed with what he's done. I mean, you see what Collins did, and you brought up, you know, some of the uh, the, the crazy stuff he was, he was trying to do. Uh, like, a, you know, they're out there bench-pressing, on the field, weightlifting on the 30-yard line during warm-ups. Now, tell me another team that was doing that when he took over. I never really understood that. The Waffle House thing, he's selling, you know, hashtag 404. I mean, he talked a good game. He just never really coached a good game. Then you got Key takes over, and that nonsense is off. Uh, He swipes away that nonsense, and he starts coaching these guys up. 
and I've been impressed with Brent Key, and I've I've already said it on the show, Steve. I believe he should be seriously considered for the head coaching job at this point. I totally agree with you. As a Tech fan, he brings a lot of, uh, you know, experience with him, and then he's uh, taken a lot from George O'Leary, a lot from Nick Saban. I'm very impressed, and good luck with you in the rest of the year. Hey, we appreciate you calling, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, Jay Bat. Isn't that his name, Jay Bat? Yeah, the new athletic director at Georgia Tech, Jay Bat. Well, his head coaching hire better be a home run, Mr. Bat. Seriously, this will be the most important hire, the most important decision that Jay Bat will ever make as the athletic director at Georgia Tech. Because I tell you what, you, you make a bad decision here, and your tenure is not going to be very long. You better get this right. Mr. Bat better hit a home run with this hire, and apparently not in any hurry to make the decision. We'll be covering that in the coming days. All right, coming back on the other side, uh, we've got Auburn looking for a new head coach. I got some thoughts on that one, so stick around. It's the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. here on the fan no not just today not not like overall i believe i'll be back tomorrow <laughs> never know about these things glad you're hanging out we appreciate it bulldogs uh dogs on top falcons letting us down a little disappointing there 10 nothing lead at home to a chargers team that is depleted at the wide receiver position and we're talking about a loss today. What in the world? Let's get to a college football nugget. Mmm, tasty. It's time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Auburn Tigers looking for a new head coach. Reading one... Storyline today where Hugh Freeze is the leading candidate for the Auburn Tigers job. Now, he's at Liberty, who just took down Big Bad Arkansas on Saturday. So, Hugh Freeze, that stock's going up. And doesn't everybody deserve a second chance? 
Well, I believe he got it at Liberty, and he's making the most of it. And I know Auburn appreciates a few things about Hugh Freeze, one of which he beat Alabama. He beat them back-to-back at Ole Miss. Two years in a row. Took down Alabama. That's impressive if you're an Auburn man. Got to like his offense, too. I mean, that thing's wide open. They are scoring points. It's entertaining. Put a plus next to that. Now, he's got some baggage. Can you look past that? He's also affordable, which is huge for Auburn these days. I believe Hugh is making a little less than $5 million a year at Liberty. That's good money at Liberty, man. But this new contract he just signed, the new extension, he's got a really small buyout with his contract at Liberty, which could help Auburn. Lord knows they need some help with these buyouts. Right now, they're paying $37 million combined to Malzahn and Harson. $37 million. They still got to pay those dudes off. So a smaller buyout at Liberty, I think, would be a good thing trying to get Hugh Freeze. Uh, they're on the planes. We'll keep an eye on it. Could Hugh Freeze be the leading candidate? You betcha he can at Auburn. Yeah, those big boosters, those those uh, checking accounts, uh, those numbers are a little lower. Paying off all these buyouts. All right, time for the uh, final word today on the show. Man, it went by fast today. Want to give a big shout-out to the Bulldog fans on the south side. I'm a big fan of the south side. Went down to McDonough last Thursday, Thursday night, 81 North, Kitchen and Tap in McDonough, and was blown away with the support we saw down there uh, selling the book Inside the Hedges that I've got out right now. And had a big turnout. Want to say thanks to all those people that came out. Great to see you. Doing a little early Christmas shopping, DT, is what they were saying. Hey, we're all for that. We'll have some more signings around Metro Atlanta. I'll be releasing here in the coming days, so stay tuned for that. If you're in the Athens area and want a signed book, you can get one at the UGA bookstore. Or you could just go online and pick it up at InsideTheHedges.com. DT, awesome job as the engineer today. How about our producer, Matt Edgar? Cut his teeth with that job. Appreciate you guys uh, doing it for me today here on this Monday. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. Stick around for that. And then the Kirby press conference at high noon. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerny? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. 
Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.